This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage, they know that these are ter- challenging times, and they're prepared to help. If you need mortgage assistance, contact their team 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Also, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by Geico. Geico, they've introduced the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. Pierno. Oh, yes, Mr. Ken Carmen. I'm going to get into the NFL here in a second and why teams really should move back their uh, – their schedule, or why the NFL should move back the schedule at least a month. For football purposes, okay, this is unscientific. I'm not Dr. Carmen or anything, so I'm sorry, but I, if I were a lot of fans out there, and I'll tell you who coming up here in just a moment, I'd rather you move back the season. And I'll get to that. And we'll have Bill Bender, college football uh, writer for Sporting News, joining us at around 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Pierno, I wanted to share this with you. We got into a heated debate earlier this week about the toughest sports, uh, there was an unbiased Sports America, basically a Twitter poll that was put out about sports ranked by difficulty. Uh, they had 60 sports. Are you ready? Yeah. Easiest sport, fishing. That was number 60. Number 42, and I absolutely disagree with this one, and we have it on later on today on CBS Sports Network, by the way. They say rodeo slash bull slash bareback bronco riding. Now, that seems like it should be higher up on the that, list. <laughs> that should be way higher than 42nd. I've never done it before, but it seems pretty difficult. That should be way higher than 42nd. <laughs> yeah. That should probably be in the top five, I would imagine. Top 10, do you want to go in, descent, in, in ascending order? Yeah. Soccer's number 10. They have baseball slash softball number nine. Gymnastics is number eight. Tennis is number seven. Martial arts is number six. I assume it's mixed martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling is number five. Basketball is number four. Football, it comes in at three. Hockey at two. Boxing at one. I think it's... Like, you could put boxing up there. I, first, I can't believe rodeo is at 42. Okay, that yeah, we've already ridiculous. established that. Yeah. I mean, it's just a head of water skiing at 46. Folks, I mean, you got a 1,000-pound <laughs> animal out there trying to kill you, and you got to ride this thing for eight seconds one-handed. <laughs> to, to put it at 40 seconds is a slap in the face. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been on those mechanical bulls at the bar, and I've had difficulty, so. Boxing at any level is hard. I would put boxing right up there. Very hard. Okay. Uh, hockey is hard. Hockey is hard. Now we have. I've had this conversation many times with my co-host during the week before. That I still think 
I, th- I still think hockey is a exclusive sport where there's only certain parts of the world and certain parts of the country. Like, when I grew up, like, listen, I'm from Ohio, Pierno. There were no, where I'm from, I'm from Canton, Ohio. There are no, there, there at the time, there were, no, there were no ice hockey rinks around. So I wasn't playing hockey. If I really, really, really wanted to play hockey, I don't know what I would have done. Maybe I would have driven up to Cleveland every single weekend. Like, that's, that's about it. Like, there's a few up here in Cleveland, and that's about it. But from where I'm from, there were none there. So it's, it's a very exclusive sport. That doesn't mean it's not hard, but I just always wonder if the best athletes are playing it. Also expensive hockey. And it's expensive, yep. exactly. Like, I, I wonder this. If LeBron and people, hockey fans are going to get really mad, and I'm sorry, but let's just be honest. If LeBron were to start an AAU hockey team and say, listen, I will, I will pay for all the ice time, all the sticks, all the equipment, all the pucks, all the coaching that you could possibly need. I will take care of you. Could those kids be in the NHL at some point? Or or be in the AHL? Like, could they make it to the AHL? It's possible. You would probably say, I don't even know if there is AAU hockey, but like junior hockey. You probably could get a few in the AHL, couldn't you? Yeah. All right. Just wanted to make sure. But hockey is still up there. Basketball can be tough because of the conditioning and because, there again, that can be an exclusive sport played at its highest level. Wrestling's very difficult. Mixed martial arts is difficult. Tennis is actually very, very hard. I've only played it once, and I was terrible at it and sucked, <laughs> and I don't want to run like that. Gymnastics, obviously, you're not going to get me on a balance beam. I think baseball and softball are woefully low-rated here. I really think baseball and softball should be two. Football is ranked third. Pierno, if you want to eight five five two one two four CBS, why the hell not? If if you're a quarterback, if you're a kicker, if you are a I I would say cornerback is is pretty damn difficult. Wide receiver can be pretty damn difficult, right? I would think so. Yeah, it, their, their offensive line can be difficult. There are plenty of guys though. If you can listen and follow directions and be fast and be violent. There's a place for you in the league. There's a place for you. There's a place for you least in college football. I don't think it's as difficult as the other sports. And I'm a football guy. I love folks. I love football. I follow football. I listen to every single coach I possibly can. Some of them, I go. You just can't listen and follow directions. You're fast. You can hit. But if you can't listen and follow directions, there's really not going to be a place for you, especially defensively, where I need you in certain places to protect certain protect certain coverages. Like, I need you to do certain things. If you can listen and follow directions and understand football and you're fast and you can be violent, I think there's a place for you. Am I wrong? You're right. Thank you. Like, I don't think being a quarterback is tough. I get that. Being a kicker is tough. A cornerback is tough. Wide receiver, it's still tough, but still. I don't think it's as hard as having to stand in there in the box and face Aroldis Chapman. Like, I don't think it's as hard as facing Greg Maddox in the 90s. I don't think it's as hard as that. I don't think it's as hard as trying to guard Steph Curry or guard LeBron James or, or guard any one of those guys. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't think it's as hard to go in, to do that than it is to go into the ring and fight one of the Klitschko brothers. I don't think it's as hard as getting into the ring and fighting Stipe Miocic. I don't think it's as hard as playing Roger Federer. I don't think it's anywhere near as hard as playing Roger Federer. I'm looking at this. In in a lot of ways, I don't think it's as hard, and I don't know soccer very much. 
I don't think it's as hard as having to go out there and play 90-plus minutes of soccer dead on, never coming off because you can't go back on again, and playing amongst the best in the world. Like, I think the best in the world at soccer are better than the best in the world at football. Was auto racing on this? Auto racing is 32nd, which auto racing to some people is a death sport, and they don't think it's that hard. Obviously, I love auto racing, but, you know, whatever. They have alpine skiing at number 11. There you go. I'm just saying. Do you think I'm wrong? No, I agree with you. Uh, and, uh, I mean, you asked me um, before I even found out about the list. I had said boxing, I thought, was number one. Just, I mean, the difficulty in stamina it takes to box. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever, like, hit a bag? Have you, like, gone to the gym and just, oh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, definitely back in the day. Used I, to do that a lot. I mean, just try, I mean, just. Try, I mean, go all out speed and power on a heavy bag for like just like 30 seconds and just, I mean. And if I can share with you, and in fact, there's something else to this. Um, okay. My son is five. This is just going to be a lost one. I'm going to end up doing the NFL coming up at 1120. That's just the way it goes, okay? I'm just, I'm sorry, Pierno. <laughs> I need your help on this. My son is five. He just turned five. He's got two little buddies. And I can say this because we're not local yet in Cleveland. He's got a couple little buddies who live a, a couple houses over. And they came into the house yesterday. And Liz has, Liz has shared with me that she's a little – because the one is seven and the other one's five, but he's older than Axel, all right? And she kind of feels that Axel gets pushed around by these two boys. Ah. And so when I was a kid, now I don't want him to be just drop the gloves at all times. Yeah, of course not, yeah. But – I think when I was a kid, the best advice I ever get, I ever got is, if you're not afraid to get hit in the face, you've already won the fight. Does that make any sense to you? I get it. Yeah. Like when you were, when when I was a kid, we had fights at the bus stop every single day just because <laughs> kids were bored, and it was just if if you were not afraid to get hit in the face by most by, I would say by ninety percent of regular hand to hand combat as a kid, because most of us get in fights as kids. Then as adults, you, know, you realize you really shouldn't be doing that unless it absolutely positively has to come to that. Then I'm going to turn into Patrick Swayze at the double deuce. But <laughs> I, I th- absolutely I wouldn't. But as a kid, as long as you're the one who's not afraid to get hit in the mouth, you're the one who's going to win it. The kid who's afraid to get hit in the mouth is going to lose it nine times out of ten. And I would say 99 times out of 100. So you're debating whether or not to tell your son to defend himself? Basically, yes. And – when it comes to boxing, I have a buddy who's from here who's a two-time world champion, and, I've, and I'm kind of hoping he gets close to retirement soon because I know he's going to come back home. And the second he comes back home, I'm getting Axel in the gym with him. Like Give the him moment tips. he gets back home, yes. Yeah. And he's a very good boxer because, you know, you, when Liz was pregnant with Axel, world star hip-hop videos were really big at the time. And so I would watch these videos of these kids just going up, walking around in school and just getting hammered by other people. I'm going, that's not going to happen to my son. I can't allow that to happen to my son. And Axel's five, and he's he's a good boy. He means so well. He does. Hmm. And, and I'm because he's the oldest, he's got two younger brothers, I'm a bit hard on him. And I will admit that wholeheartedly. I'm very hard on Axel in a lot of ways because he's the oldest brother and, and he needs to be the most responsible. So I'm harder on him than I am on Eli, and Jonah's just a baby, so I'll probably end up definitely being harder on Axel than I am on Jonah. But I need him to be able to protect himself and to protect his Absolutely. little brother as well. Yeah, I mean, so, I it's smart. I mean, you tell him, I mean, you'd like to try to solve it with not yeah. violence, but, I mean, if, it, if he has to defend himself. And I'll admit this to you. We're on the porch yesterday. We're on the porch yesterday, and I'm like, put up your dukes. 
put up your dukes. You started giving him some tips. And, yeah, he does it, and I go, listen, you're not going to hurt me. Rear back. I go, this is your guide hand, because I'm a lefty, so it's hard, because I'm a southpaw. I said, this is your guide arm. This is your guide paw. Hold this up. And then, boom, like, there you go. And I said, hit me in the face. Go ahead and hit me in the face. <laughs> was he able he to got, hit you? He, he, hit he was hitting me with the palm. He tried to light me up a couple times because every now and then it was kind of like the Hank Hill, Bobby Hill, where he would like take a little bit of a weak shot and I'd kind of yeah. slap him in the belly. And then, uh, they're going to show this to the, home, uh, the Ohio Job and Family Services, and I'm going to be out kids here coming up in a second. But I like slapped him in the belly, and then he would kind of <laughs> rear back and let me have it. But he was hitting me with the palm, and I was showing him. I go, listen, if you're going to do this, you got to do this with the with the knuckles here. So okay? you think, so do you think he has it in him to hit somebody? I don't know, and and I, there's part of me. I don't want him to have it in him. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Like I, I'm of serious. course not. But again, it, if you're getting picked on, I mean. If it, if I have to get called to school because he's a bully or something like him, like well, that, yeah, like, I mean, it's going to be hard for me. Well, to you not... want him to be a bully. I mean, there's a difference between being a exactly. bully and defending yourself. And so he's he's five years old. He's young. He's very impressionable. I get a little nervous about it because I don't want him to. Okay, Dad told me to go haul off and hit the kids <laughs> next door. I don't want that to happen either. <laughs> so it's a weird thing where it's like, listen, you don't hit girls. You don't hit girls. You don't start fights. You end fights. That's that's that should be the rule, right? That should be the rule. Yeah. And as long as you're the kid who's not afraid to get hit in the mouth, which I can't hit him in the mouth because my fist is about the size of his face, so I don't know who's going to get him. Uh, as long as you're the kid who's not afraid to get hit in the mouth, you should be the kid who's fine in the fight. Because Liz has shared some nervousness, like he's getting kind of pushed around over here, and I'm going. Well, you're the one who told me to not try to toughen him up a long time ago. Now, all of a sudden, oh, because I was going to ask, because I was going to ask, yep. how does your wife feel about you teaching him some? Uh, until yesterday, until yesterday, she was very much against it. And then I, I guess an incident happened upstairs where Axel got locked out of his own room by those boys, and <laughs> he was crying. And Liz goes, "Kenny," and I said. I knew this day would come, Liz. I knew this day would come. And I said, put up your dukes. And he's got his little mitts up there, and he's like, I'm like, all right, here we go. I go, hit your old man in the face. He's like, what? I go, you ain't going to hurt me. Trust me, you ain't going to hurt me. So you've been in a lot of fights in your life? Too many. Too many? And I certainly haven't won them all. I've probably probably lost a lot. How many times did you get your ass? What was the worst you got your ass kicked? By my my best friend. Your best friend kicked your ass? My best friend... I've never. I have been punched in the face. I've been doing radio shows for ten years. I've been punched in the face more than hours of radio. I cannot tell you into the thou- hundreds, even thousands of times I have been punched square in the Wait, face. So why'd you get your ass kicked by your best friend? What did he do? Because he was in better shape. He was a better. I, I did not realize he was a better fighter than me. That one was a surprise. Wait, and but also, you were best friends, so why did you fight in the first place? Because that's, that's who you fight as your best friends, Pirino. That's Boy. who you're most likely to get in a fight with. <laughs> what happened? But what led right. to the fight? We're, we're in high school. We're in high school. I'm working at a pizza shop. I have my mom's car. Someone went to McDonald's. They had one of those orange drinks from McDonald's. They're really, really good. The high C orange. Oh, yeah. fantastic. It's as good as their Coke. So the ki- the one kid that we were hanging around with at the time, this kid named Jeremy, he put it on top of my mom's car. It it like goes down. It's all sticky. I didn't get, I didn't see it until I left the pizza shop that night. I had to go down to the car wash, get it all off, and they didn't. This is like they didn't have. We didn't have any like drive through car washes in Perry at the time. I had to get out, do the whole thing. I was upset. So like two days later, I hear it's Jake, my but my my best buddy Jake. 
And I go up to him, and I start shoving him. I go, we're gonna, we're fighting today. And at the end of the day, like we're, we're like we're gonna fight. Wait, because he the day, left the soda on the high sea. I thought on top he of the left car? the high. I thought he left the high sea orange on top of the car. So he deserved to get beat up for that. He yes, because oh, I had to clean. It was a dis, it was I mean, a, you were you no, were a troublemaker back car. in it was, school. It was my mom's car. I was, and I'm an emotional boy. You think it he did it dis- on purpose? Oh, I, that's what I thought he did, yes, because whoever did, it was sitting on top of the car like it was left there on purpose, and it dried, and I put my hands on the handle, and like the, the goop came off on wow. my hand. It was bad. Guy's your best friend, and, and it was he a, accidentally leaves the drink on top of the car. It wasn't and an accident. It was done on, I told you, it was done on purpose. It was upside down on top of the car. It was not an accident. Oh, ups- it was done okay. on purpose. Oh, it was blatantly okay. done on purpose, All right. yes. I got, okay. But it wasn't even Jake who did it. It was this kid, Jeremy. But it didn't matter because I was ready to fight Jake. So words were exchanged. Then we were really just fighting each other. Then at the end of the day, we're down in the football locker room. Jake's like, I don't want to fight, man. Come on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and we went out in the hallway, and everybody's like, they're going to fight, they're going to fight, they're going to fight. And I go, this guy won't fight me. He won't <laughs> fight me. This, I, you know, we're saying words at each other. This guy won't fight me. And he goes, I'll fight you. So we go over to my friend Luke Kolick's house. It's in his field right out in front of his house. All these cars are there, Pierno. All these cars. And I thought, I swear to you, we're driving over. I'm riding with my buddy Luke over there. We're on our way over, and I swear to you, I'm like, we ain't going to fight, man. We ain't going to fight. This is a goof. So I get out of this kid's Durango, and I go running up. Pierno, I got I got my dukes up, but I'm smiling. Like, I thought we were going to goof off and whatever, and people were going to go, ooh, what, you know, and maybe we get the gloves out and we'd box or something like that. I got the biggest you-know-what-eating grin on my face as I run up to him. I did not think I was going to get hit in the mouth. My buddy Jake reaches back to Pittsburgh and comes back and hit me as hard as I've ever been. I thought he broke my jaw, Pierno. I thought he broke my jaw. Like, it it was the thing where my mouth moves, and he was a right – I'll never forget. And I'm looking – I'll never forget I'm looking at the grass. Like, I'm envisioning this right now. I'm looking at the grass going – Oh, my God, he really hit me. <laughs> and, like, you know how everything in big moments in your life, they slow down in your head? Yeah. It, everything slowed down. I'm going, oh, my God, he really hit me. <laughs> and I went to look up, like, what are you doing? And when he, when I went to look up, like, what are you – he got me with an uppercut on the other side, and I I all of a sudden, like, turned to the other side, and I'm looking at the other part of the grass and go, I'm in a real fight right now. <laughs> and, and I I like turn and I look up and I tag him with the most beautiful left that I possibly could. And it was like one of the two good shots I got in against him. Like he he like overextended and I looked up and I never I looked him eye to eye and I connected right between his eyes and I was praying it would knock him out because I knew I was losing this fight. I was praying it was gonna knock him out. And he got me what he like he like went back, he got a little bloody, I was bleeding, he started bleeding, and then he pops me right in the face, and then he comes back around and gets me in the ear. As he got me in the ear, Jeez. that one really hurt. That yeah, one I, the, yeah. I wanted to start crying over. That one, he came back around. I get him with a left again, boom, right in the middle of the face. And I am gassed. <laughs> I am so out of breath. And he just starts wailing. And I'm standing there. I'm standing there. Pierno, he had to hit me. It was it, it wasn't a two-piece, man. It was a whole bucket of chicken. Like, he wailed on me. And I just stood there taking it. 
I was like trying to hit him. I was breathing so heavy. He's like, are you done? I'm like, yeah, man, I didn't even think. Like, my face is swollen. I'm like, yeah, man, I didn't even think we were going to fight. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. My mouth's bleeding. I look like one of the guys in Mike Tyson punch out. It was so bad. Or like Street Fighter after the fight. Like, that's what I look like. I look like E Honda at the end of the fight in Street Fighter. Like that's how bad it was. What was your parents' reaction when you got home? <laughs> I mean, they were like, they were like, "Did you lose?" Did, did I go? I didn't get knocked out. I just, you know, just got beat. <laughs> just got beat, man. Just, just got beat. And we have talked about that. I have no problem because he he went to the army and he did two tours. So now he could kill me with his bare oh, hands geez, if he wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I will never. That's what gets me is I will never ever be able to exact exact revenge nope. on my friend because he did some. Pretty strong stuff over there, and he's a pretty docile person. You wouldn't believe it, but he did some pretty strong stuff over there that I don't like. To, I don't ask him about, but I know about. And yeah, he could, he could definitely. The, the, the option to kill me is there now, so I, you know, that's one of them deals. <laughs> that's the. I've been in fights in college. I've been in, I've been in three bar fights that are not. They're, they're nothing well, like the movies. What was the most recent fight you had? How long oh, ago? Oh, God. I was, it was before I got married. This was way before I got married. This was before I met Liz, I think. I was still in college. So it was at a party in a front yard. I, I don't gonna, like to, it, oh, Honestly, it's because we had a kid named Danny who was with us, and this kid named Danny was about five feet, six inches tall, and he would just go there and get drunk and start fights with, like, frat guys. <laughs> and then it was like he'd stand behind me because, I'm you know, I'm 6'3", and – I'm like, man, what are you doing? And then some kid just comes up and socks me in the face, and I have to turn around and put him down. Like, there was a bunch of times where it's just like you hit somebody strong enough and they've had enough into them drinking in college that they'd probably go down, and sure as hell I ended up being right about so that you, a couple what, times. So you're 6'3", are you 300 now? Oh, def- well over three spins now, Ben. But at the time, I was I actually lifted and worked out and was in good shape. What do you yeah. exactly? Three what? I don't want to say. <laughs> well over three spins. That's all you need to worry about. That's what I was trying to get out of you. I was trying to get yeah. a weight. Yeah, you, you don't need to get a weight out of me. So, yeah, I got to teach my uh, – hopefully my buddy will retire soon, even though I'm sure he doesn't want to hear that. Hopefully my buddy will retire soon, and he'll be able to teach my son how to do it. So there you go, Pierno. The mean streets of Perry Township, Ohio, <laughs> babe. They get you. <laughs> I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about starting the season late. We got to that. <laughs> All right, eight five five two one two four CBS. Coming up next for the good of your team. I think you'd rather start your season later. We also have Bill Benner joining us coming up at eleven forty a.m. Eastern. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show. Looking at Twitter right now, eight five five two one two four CBS. I want to get to a call here. I was going to get into the NFL. Trust me, we have plenty of time because now I, got, I want to get to Lamar in a second. I just got to read this tweet. Chief Danny Pritchard. Ken, get your kid into martial arts. The best thing my dad ever did for me was get me into judo long before that was considered quote-unquote cool. Any martial, instru- martial arts instructor will teach kids how to fight but also teach them to not be a bully. That's the exact thing I'm looking for. That's the exact thing I'm looking for because, listen, I'm a loud mouth. I try not to be an a-hole about it. The only thing I really want out of my kid, and this is all three, just don't be a-holes, okay? Like, you're going to do things that are stupid and and reckless at times. Like, I did things that are stupid and reckless, and that's okay. It, it, that happens. That happens with every American boy. And in some cases, maybe it should to, to some certain level. Just don't be an a-hole about it. And that's the one thing I just hope that all three of them aren't. Just don't be that way. 
don't don't get me called to school that you were whooping up on some kid who was smaller than you. Don't get me called to school that you were picking on some kid who's different from you or anything like that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that to your mother or father. You can be a loudmouth. I'm a loudmouth. I'm a goofball. That's that's fine. But know how to defend yourself. And yeah, you know what? If your your best friend whoops your ass. Be willing to admit it, because he certainly whooped my ass. Lamar and Charlotte, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Man, can you stop it, man? You, I tell you. <laughs> Caleb, I'm just simply looking like a jerk right now on the side of the road. I am in tears <laughs> laughing at you, man. You are a nut, but I'm loving it. Thank when you. you said you looked your boy straight in the eye and landed a lefty, I lost it. I still it. remember it. I about had three accidents just trying to get to the side of the road. Appreciate Lamar, you, man. Love you. I needed that today. <laughs> Lamar, thank you very much for the call and kind words. I'm serious about it. I There will be things that I forget. I will be on my deathbed. I, I mean, let's be honest. I'll probably die of a heart attack in the bathroom, inaccessible to the paramedics. But uh, if I get a deathbed, like I, will, I still remember, and I told Pierno during the break, I, st- I look down to my right. I'm in here in my office. I'm looking at that carpet, and there's that grass, man. There's that grass. I still see it. I still remember it. And I'll never forget the rage in his face and this left right here. And I w- it was such a beautiful overhand left, just pow, right between the two eyes and praying that he'd just be knocked out. And it bloodied his nose, but he was still awake. And I go, I'm going to lose this fight. This is going to be really, really bad. I've told him since. I've known him. I mean, it's almost been... It's been 17 years since that fight, and I still to him go, I was laughing when I ran up to you, Jake. We were laughing. He goes, I was ready to fight. You embarrassed me right there in the hallway. 855-212-4CBS. Coming up next, we do talk some big-time football. We do talk sports. Bill Bender, Sporting News National College football writer, because I think you might be a little bit bored now, and that's why you want to expand the playoffs. I think it's only going to get worse. I'm going to tell you why coming up next, right before we bring on Bill. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by the fine folks at GEICO. Geico's introduced the Geico Get Back, Give Back, a 15% credit on all car and motorcycle policy for current and new customers. They'll ask your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback. For info and eligibility, just one hour from now, welcome in Jared Greenberg, NBA on TV reporter, NBA TV host. We have a schedule coming up at the end of July. We'll talk about that with Jared coming up here at 12.40 p.m. Eastern, but joining us right now on the hotline, one of the very finest. This guy's a hard-to-track-down fella. Bill Bender joins us on the show. Find him on Twitter, at BillBender92, Sporting News National College football writer, one of the finest you're going to find out there. He's a great guy, and he joins us right now on the hotline. Hello, Bill. Hey, how are you? And, uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of a Little League doubleheader here, and you just caught us in the middle of a break. We did win game one. Anthony didn't seem hyped that we're going to go and win game two in an hour. Okay. What do you guys have in between the uh, games? How much do how much do the players eat? <laughs> uh, we already hit the pita truck, man. We've got a nice setup here. It's socially distanced, of course, and got everything rolling for the uh, kids. Um, you know, but you know, I know we're going to get into some college football talk, and I think we actually are a little bit of a test case for the real thing and keeping yeah. adults and kids social distance. And so far, so good. Well, they see that's an interesting thing about this because you know, there's you you got a you got little league going, 
you know, we live in the state of Ohio. I'm seeing a lot of softball tournaments and things like that. So far, seems to be so good. But, again, that's basically just been kept in the state here. What do you think ends up happening with college football? I had heard a rumor with this, Bill, and maybe you could substantiate it or, or, or knock it down where teams in the Big 12, some teams in the Big 10, they might do away with some of their cross-country trips, like a la Ohio State at Oregon this year, and maybe try to push it back or not do it at all. And, you know, that's the way it happens. And maybe they try to find somebody more – geographically friendly to them that might still be in maybe the Big 12 or the American Athletic Conference or something like that? I think it makes sense. And, I, you know, the more these numbers spike in places like Texas and California and Florida, I'm getting a little antsy, Ken. I think one possible way to look at it, and then baseball was pretty smart about it. I actually like the 60-game baseball plan in terms of just one season if we have to do it that way. I'm in favor of the Big 10 if they have to. Just play 10 within the conference. Just play 10 Big Ten games, Ken. Then you don't have to cross over the, you know, these are the AAC guidelines. These are the SEC guidelines. Mm-hmm. Just do your own guidelines. Play 10 games. You and I can figure out who the ten the best teams are after 10 games. They don't need non-conference games to do that. Yep. I think that's an e- I think that's maybe the easiest way to do it right there, Bill. Bill Bender joining us on the show. I, I do think that – I wonder, Bill, in a couple weeks if we're going to talk about something different here. Like, today, there, there's, what, 14 more kids who got it from Clemson, right? And so there's 34 altogether. In two weeks, it'll be the week of, what, July 9th, somewhere in there. I'm hoping that all those guys are going to be fine and they're going to be okay. But I do know that that conversation, and you know that conversation, is going to pick up. Hey, they're fine. These are athletes. Let's get, let's get going. Like, I don't know if you can just jump into that pool and say, hey, everything's okay. But you know in two weeks we're going to be having that conversation from people going, hey, all these guys from Clemson got it, all these guys from Texas got it, all these guys from so-and-so school got it, and they're all fine. The problem with that is it takes one ventilator on an 18- to 22-year-old kid to change that entire thinking. Just one. Mm-hmm. I mean, one death and it's over, I think. I mean, maybe I'm being a little over dramatic there, but um, I think that's why this is a, a virus that we still don't know everything about. And- I'm angry about it. When I see 18 Clemson players, or another layer of it actually is, you know, this school's not disclosing who who has it. I think that's very dangerous because how, why would you agree to play that school? So I'm with you, and I know, but the fan and all of us is going to push to that point as, as soon as, I would say, as early as after July 4th. That's when, to me, when football season really gets going in terms of talking about it. And that's when we, I think, are... I hate to say it this way, maybe our morality on this issue would slide a little bit. It makes me feel greasy. It does like to even think about like I've I had stopped conversations on my show about, well, you know, if everybody gets it now, then they'll be like, Oh, hey man, I don't even like that with chicken pox, let alone something like that. I'm serious, I really don't. So I kinda I, no, I kinda I just, like to yeah. stop that conversation right then and there because I think it I think exactly what you just said, Bill. I think it takes it to a very weird and almost morbid place. Yeah, and, and you know, all you have to do is have one family member die of it or one athlete die of it. And I, you know, that's why I kind of looked at this through different lens from college to pro. I think the NFL is going to do everything they can to get those guys out there, and, and they can, and there's an appetite for it. And also, it's a professional league. So yeah. the NFL can eat five or six games, but the second the Browns and Steelers are out there in the middle of October or something in an opener, and you lop off six games, we'll figure it out. We'll figure our fantasy leagues out and figure out how to play. And I think... That's why I think with college, I keep getting asked the question, you know, is it going to start on time? 
I don't know. And, but I'm okay with it starting in October if it's a little bit safer, cutting off a few games. We don't need two bye weeks. We can just do 10 straight weeks. Do it in old school. There are plenty of media guide seasons at Ohio State where they played just 10 games. They'd be just fine with that. Yeah, yes. I mean, 11 used to be the standard. Yeah, I'd like, the, I'd like the traditional 12, but you know what? Maybe we'll get the traditional 12 next year, and this will all just be a stinking memory at some point, right? Like, that's okay. Like, I'm willing to do that. And, and, and the people who are kind of – and it's been conflated. Bill, Bill Bender joining us on the show. I can't compare the NFL to college football. The NFL are paid professionals. I can say that while they are a quote-unquote non-essential business, they have the right to work and earn a paycheck. And there's been plenty of guys – I said this on the show last week, and I said this uh, – I've said this even on my regular show during the weekday – I text a player who currently plays in the NFC South, and he said, I have a house to pay for, and I have my mother's house to pay for. We have car payments. If they open it up today, I'm playing. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. That's the way he feels about it. And it's like, okay, that's one thing for an NFL player, but I think college is a completely different animal, especially when you add in, well, are we going to have kids on campus? Looks like we could have kids on campus. Okay, what do we do then? Do I do I not afford them the opportunity to play football when there's going to be kids on campus and maybe even living in dorms in a lot of these places coming up here in a couple months? Yeah, and I wonder if his car payment looks the same as mine. I mean, we just got an accord. You think it's depends. the same? I mean, the credit, <laughs> uh, it depends on what he wants. The credit, you have no idea. I bet your credit's pretty good. His credit's actually very good. You'd be surprised, but yeah, here you go. Because a lot of NFL players, it's like, eh, boy, no, no, this is, this is pretty good. Go ahead there, Bill. No, I'm sorry, buddy. No, you're good, but I, I think that that's that's the whole issue here. But I, I definitely want them to play the NFL season. I do. And I think they've got a, a little bit more leeway, like I said, in terms of putting fans in the stands and space in the mountain. The college just has so many logistical hurdles because we're dealing with academic institutions. Then you got to go through the whole argument of, well, they don't have students on campus, so can they have players? I mean, and that's another thing, and then all it takes is one set of parents. So, but as far as the legitimacy of a season, if they play 10 games, that's fine. You can figure out a playoff with that. Ohio State, do you think they're not going to celebrate a national championship on a 10-game season if they end up beating Clemson in the playoffs? They should. They, should. they sure as hell should. That. Yes, they should. Right. I do worry I do worry about the Bulls. I, I think the Bulls, because of how much money's in there, and we debate the existential value of a bowl game all the time, I'm wondering if we'll actually have 44 bowl games. I don't think we will. Could you play bowl games in the spring? Replace spring bowl and have your bowl games in the spring? How many spring games have, have you snoozed through? Why not them. just do them then? Oh, oh my gosh. I got to oh, tell you, as far as that, like I, I always say the same thing about that as training camp. Me, I like watching offensive linemen do drills. I look over, I look behind me, and I see the fans out there, and they're bored to tears. And I think that fans who go to uh, – I think a lot of fans – I think there are fans who definitely want to go see um, the Scarlet play the gray or the Maze play the blue and things like that. But I think there's a lot of people going, really, this is what we're going to do here? Like, Spring game is just... like a trip to the museum if you go to Ohio State and <laughs> Michigan Stadium. It's, yeah. it, yeah, it's, I'm serious because like yeah. there's a lot of people, if we're being real about it, there's a lot of people that get priced out of games or just don't have an opportunity to go. So that, to me, is the perfect time to take your kids, show them the stadium, hey, here's a little bit of football, guys, and go from there. But there's nothing other than the coaches worrying about the routine, the reps, and all those coach-speak terms you hear. And then um, – not having somebody important blow their ACL out. I think that's what a yeah. spring game comes down to. 
Well, if that's the case, now I'm worried about about the families. I'm like, okay, let's just keep the spring games in and not have the bowl games in the spring, and let's just all move on. Because now you may feel bad about the families there, Bill. I mean, no, I did, well, I mean, play the, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl then. I'm good with that. Play all those other bowl games then. But I think, you know, we're just going to have to be open to that. And I, I, I think it was you that tweeted this earlier this week. And same thing with the baseball season. I'm actually super jacked about baseball because I think, number one, 60-game season is just going to be like baseball on speed, which is amazing. And two, putting a schedule that's only AL and NL Central for somebody who's like Russ Belt-centric as me is just beautiful, that they're going to play each other for 60 games. I think it's going to be great. Bill Bender with us on the show. Follow him on Twitter at BillBender92. I know this is a different publication, but I I wanted to use this as a reference. 24-7 Sports, they had their 2020 projections. Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma. And a lot of people are going, oh, chalk, snore. And I go, hey, you know what? If you're bored by this, uh, especially with what we're dealing with and that some schools might not be able to allow fans in the stands and that's going to be a huge revenue drop for them, I think you better get used to Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and Oklahoma for the next couple of years because I think those are the types of schools that can withstand something like that for one season. I think there's a lot of schools that could be some hurting Gators in 2021 and 2022 and even 2023 because of what's going on in 2020. Hey, our bull projections are the same. Um, We had Ohio State playing Oklahoma, and we had Alabama playing Clemson for the 80th time. And, uh, you know, I think with that – you're dealing with four of the six programs that are really serious. Um, you know, the other two, we're going to find out if they can withstand the heavy losses, Georgia and LSU. And, Ken, that's really the list of teams that I think are truly capable of winning the national championship. I always pull out this stat when people start getting on Michigan or Penn State or Wisconsin. Well, since Ohio State hired Urban Meyer, Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan have exactly one win against the Buckeyes. That's amazing over eight years if you really think about it. Well, that'd be, well, that was, is Penn State the win? They have the only win. Penn That's State, what I thought. Okay, I, th- I didn't hear you say Penn State had the only win. I thought you said they only have one win between those three schools against Ohio State since Urban Meyer. They do. They only have one. Wisconsin hasn't beat them since Terrell Pryor was well, Ohio State's quarterback. Michigan but, hasn't beat Ohio State since Luke Fickle, Brady Hoke, and then Penn State beats Ohio State but, on a but you just said a Bill, whiteout but, game where they, break, they break, block a field goal. You just said it. Now, Ohio State has four billionaire donors. Now, one of them, it might be going by the wayside here. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> but they have four billionaire donors. Alabama has billionaire donors. Oklahoma, very wealthy donors. Clemson, very wealthy donors now. And, and Dabo Sweeney's doing a hell of a job. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is. He's also doing a hell of a job. I see Georgia. Georgia has been an underperforming, uh, underperforming program for a while because they expect to win national championships, and they've had the horses too in the past. But I think that this, because of what's going on with a maybe loss of revenue, this could be the way it is. If You, you might want to buckle up and get comfortable. I think this is the way it could be here for the next few years, at least. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, when you have that kind of uh, gap between the haves and the have-nots, and, you know, schools like uh, – there is that second tier of college football program, the Michigans, the – you know, I think Oregon's getting better with the recruiting they've done. Um the Big 12 schools in general. I mean, how many times have you got to watch Oklahoma lose in a playoff game before you're like, okay, when are they going to do it? Although when they had Baker, they had a chance to beat Georgia, and they blew that one. Um, no, the Texases may take a hit here. And, and I think the other part of it is, well, you're going to say this coaching's on the hot seat. Well, with some of those buyouts and the economic impact of what COVID's done to these athletic programs, 
some coaches are going to be on the sideline a little bit longer than some of the schools maybe want them to be. I could see that. I could see that, Bill. Hey, real quick, uh, 2020 Heisman Trophy winner. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Um, I, I, I'm going to go Justin Fields just because I think he'll play more fourth quarters than Trevor Lawrence, and I just know that somebody could come out of the woodwork and win it. And if you're asking for like a just off-the-wall candidate, Louisville quarterback Mikael Cunningham. Okay, he could pull a Lamar in terms of the numbers he gets in that offense. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but it's always unexpected. Nobody picked Joe Burrow this time last year. If you did, raise your hand. I didn't. Okay, good. All right, I, I like that. Okay, now you go back to your you go back to your little league there. Now are you coaching? <laughs> are you coaching or are you commissioning? I got like 40 seconds. Which one are you doing? You doing both? I, I coach and commission. I, I track pitches with this six dollar clicker. My kid threw ninety three pitches. We kept him over a hundred under a hundred last game. So I'm responsible for him. Like the all star here. You got a real Steven Strasburg on you there. All right, Bill. Good luck in game <laughs> two. We'll talk to you again soon, buddy. All the best. Hey, thanks, Ken. You're the best. Appreciate it. You too, buddy. Bill, the great Bill Bender, Sporting News College football writer. Follow him on Twitter at BillBender92. Yeah, I looked at the I looked at the top four from twenty four seven Sports and. A lot of people gave the old yawn type of thing, and I'm thinking, man, you got big big donors here. They could weather a storm if you're only able to have like 10,000 fans or less or no fans. These are the type of schools that could probably weather that. You you want big upsets or big builds? It could be a couple of years before you're able to get that all back. With some of these schools out there, they're sweating. 855-2124-CBS. Up next, the top five, and for the good of your team, maybe you'd like to start a little later. Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.